This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Are you hiding somewhere behind those eyes? Just I just freeze every time you see it through me. He's good. Ethan, isn't he? He's bringing them all out. He's going well today. That was a bit of ice house. That's even I'm older. older well, I'm slightly older than you, Brett, but that's uh, even a bit before my time. But he's a revered figure. Ice house, electric blue. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves come with you this morning, rolling through the second hour. A huge game tomorrow, Brett, for our beloved Jack Jumpers mm-hmm. playing up against Sydney. In Sydney. And if you want to talk to the... To the boss of the franchise, without further ado, we can welcome Christian Finnegan on this morning. Good morning, Finney. How are you going? Morning, boys. I'm good. Uh, do, you, do you think the uh, Sydney Kings fit into your super team? Well, that, you know what? You've got it straight away. That's a nice one. That's yeah. not a bad thought. That's, well, let's hope. You know what? I hope that's a... I was about to swear then. I hope that's a definite <laughs> no, because that yeah. means they probably need to win this one again this year. And we know, Christine, that's not going to happen because it's Jack Jumbers. Are you in, You going over to Sydney for the game tomorrow? I'm not. I'm not. I, um, I've spent the last two weekends in Melbourne and decided I might have a weekend in Tassie. And uh, but the boys are leaving this morning and uh, very well prepared for the game. I haven't talked to you for about seven weeks or thereabouts, and I think it was a week or two before you officially became the CEO. I know I've talked to you personally about it, but how's the job going, mate? We're absolutely thrilled for you. Oh, look, the job's going great. I mean, obviously, I've been at the club since day one. I absolutely love the club. It's, uh, it's become an extension of me in a lot of ways, and to be able to be given the privilege of, of leading it um, forward has been a real honour for me, and... Uh, something that's sort of, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for um, and very humbled by. And what a, and you're coming in with a, a terrific time on the back. And as you know, you've been there since day one and an incredible grand final appearance in the first year and almost last year. And, and the guys are going well. They've obviously three and two, but they've had a really hard draw, a tough loss over in Perth, an extremely tough loss last week in Melbourne. Gee, that was some game. You were there for it. Um, what what yeah, was the what was the reaction? Actually. It was heartbreaking. It was a super quality game. What was the reaction internally from everybody? Oh, look, I think you know, just a collective side disappointment, really. But um, you know, at the end of the day, we're still very competitive. They played very, very well. They did. Um, it was, you know, it was um, you know, there were a lot of good things to take out of it um, as well. And talking to the coach post the game, I mean, he's already moved on and thinking about the next one. We don't spend too much time dwelling on losses or wins for that matter. We just keep going and looking forward. So um, it's behind us now. We're going into tomorrow night three and two. They're obviously going in four and one, but their only loss, of course, has been to us. So um, we're feeling reasonably confident going into that game. Christine, I did uh, straight after the game, actually. I was watching Scott Roth, and he walked over past the, the com- TV commentary team. And he had a bit of a smile on his face, and... It was almost like, well, that was an awesome game and maybe the Phoenix gave it our, their absolute best shot. I reckon that's the best I've seen the Phoenix for two years and you still nearly got the result. I mean, is that some of the, the real positive and confidence tones that, that Coach Roth goes with, that very much he's, he can reflect reasonably quickly about what he's seen and still yet be really happy with how the guys are going? Yeah, absolutely. And look, you know... 
Uh, Scott has been around a long time. He's been doing this for a very long time. And so, as I said, he, he just moves on very quickly. He's got a very positive attitude. Um, he took a lot of good things away from that game, having chatted to him. Um, and also there was just a couple of things he wasn't as happy with, but hopefully they've worked on them during the week and, and we're going to take the court tomorrow night in a really uh, positive way. Christine, just to um, reflect on what David said in the opening, congratulations uh, on the role. Um, I guess with with that opportunity comes um, the opportunity for, for growth and, and, and being responsible for that. How do you, how do you grow on something that's deemed unbelievably successful is it branching into the WNBL is it expanding the stadium what what does what does growth look like for you well all of those things absolutely um WNBL is most definitely on the radar down the track and of course we've been quite open about the fact we would love to play out of a bigger stadium but at the moment it is what it is and so the growth mm. comes from different things and particularly in our community so my focus has really been um on how we grow our community and actually working really closely with our NBL1 teams and basketball Tasmania to, to sort of come together in the night and think about this as um, a holistic basketball um, state and what we can do to grow it and help each other um, to, you know, obviously the AFL are coming in. We, we're very much looking forward to them coming. Um, but there's a lot of kids playing basketball at the moment. We want to make sure that they're right. playing basketball. Um, and, you know, there's infrastructure issues here that we've got to deal with and, I think the best thing we can do is unite and work together on, on that. And um, so the community plays an important role for us. No doubt about that. And I'm interested in a couple of things to, to talk to you about. In, what about the sale of the club, Christine? Where's things like that at, at the moment? Obviously, it's, uh, I would imagine there, there is conversations going on all the time. Is there a little bit of an update about moving forward, how that's travelling? Look, there is very strong international interest in the sale of the club, and um, especially over in America. Um, and I guess um, Larry just wants to make sure he's exhausted all opportunities in Tasmania um, and mainland Australia before he takes the sale overseas. So to that end, he'll be back here next Friday for our game and he'll be meeting with a number of local Tasmanians that have expressed interest over the journey um, in being involved in the club. I'm certainly speaking to those people regularly as well. Um, you know, I think all of us here in Tasmania would like to see a Tasmanian flavour in the ownership group. Um, Definitely. What that, what that looks like, whether, whether it's an individual or, or a consortium, um, that's not yet defined. But I, I would say we're getting to the pointy end of the sale um, and I'm sure that Larry's pretty keen to close it off by probably by the end of the season. That said, um, he's also quite reserved in the fact that um, if he doesn't get the right people or he doesn't think it's the right fit, he's not just going to sell it to anyone. And I think that's really important when you see what we've built here. Um, you don't want anyone that's sort of not that's connected good. in any way to come in and, um, and uh, take over and, and do it differently. So I think that's where Larry sits on the whole thing. The club is actually in a really good shape. You know, we're in the, we're in our, in the third season and we're in a profitable situation, which is... Um, which is a really good sign for any club when that early in their their life cycle. So um, you know, there's a lot for new owners to absorb and have a look at. Um, and their biggest question will be over how do we grow when we're already maximising our membership and ticketing opportunities. So that'll be um, what I'll be working with them on. Well, and I'll I'll ask you that question. How how do you grow when you've when you've maximised ticketing and membership opportunities? I mean, and and part part of that question comes with huge positivity, right, in that demand creates 
a bit of hysteria almost that you know every everyone wants a ticket so capping it you know having 5,000 available seats has somewhat been a bit of a positive but for an owner coming in that's obviously not going to roll well for all of us I guess it's um it's a it's a it's a good problem to have but it's also you know a bit of a headache as well because yes. you know, we've got 2,000 people sitting on our waiting list mm. um and a whole pipeline of people that are trying to access the game. So for us, you know, it's about, you know, looking at our opportunities up north. Obviously, we play two games in Lonnie. Um, you know, there's an expansion of the competition coming, which means there'll be more games coming. Um, and, you know, so there, there are plenty of growth opportunities, but, um, you know, certainly the expansion and being able to put more people in our stadium would absolutely be um, fantastic for us. Um, but it's not where we're at right now. So, I mean, my job, I've got, I've got a very commercial background, is just looking at opportunities away from the arena that we can create for our people and I've always said this if our people can't come to us and we'll go to them and nothing will change in that respect um, we've got a big schools program we're launching early next year which we will be visiting about 50 schools across the state and going into classrooms so there's a hell of a lot of work being done in the off season to create new and exciting jack jumpers properties that we can take out to the market. And some, some, some news, uh, going back into June, some, some updates around the Wilkinson's Point uh, multi-sport facility development. Has there been any, any, any shift in that across the last few months? And, and what, what's, what's the Jack Jumpers' involvement in that project? Yeah, obviously there's a high-performance um, centre as part of that um, precinct and part of that build. And um, we've been very much in the, in the thick of the conversations around that, making sure that we've, we're building a facility that's... Um, you know, worthy of the, the people that will be training in it. So um, that is uh, certainly at its very, very pointy end now. We've pretty much ticked off the final proposal. Uh, there's just a couple of delays around infrastructure and more around traffic and um, just the, the outside of it more than the inside of it, but the rest of it is, is pretty much ready to go. So just waiting for the date when we're going to get it started because we can't wait. And obviously the boys are very, very keen to get into the facility um, you know, it takes the high performance to a whole new level. Just before I let you go, Christine, can I just ask you one thing? And you've, you've got so much experience having worked in multiple professional sporting codes. The AFL stuff from this week, where do you think it's at? It does appear to be a really positive week. And I have no doubt that the club that, you know, that you're the CEO, the Jack Jumpers, have aspirations to really sort of tag onto all that and become almost intertwined with the future Tassie AFL teams? Oh, absolutely. Look, I, I, I'm super positive about that team. When you see what the Jack Jumpers have done for the people of Tasmania, well, this is just, you know, that on steroids. And it's, um, it's a fantastic opportunity for the state and, you know, this sense of belonging and coming together that sport creates um, through AFL is enormous. And I had a great chat to Jack Rewalt earlier this week and we were talking about what sport does and how it makes people feel. And, and I think this AFL team is, is starting to get some really positive media around it and um, the, the narrative's turning a bit. We've just got to get that stadium bit sorted because um, that sort of distracts the conversation and takes it off the rails every now and then. But I think there's a lot to be excited about for the state in terms of that now. And our position on the on the national sporting stage, where we we absolutely and truly belong. Christine, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Go the Jackies tomorrow. I think it's a huge game. Wouldn't you love to beat oh. Sydney for the second time in a row? Those oh, how good would that be? 
Do we not? We don't like them, do we, down here? Let's be real. Oh, uh, actually, I, you know what? I've got I'm a sure the people are nice. For any, for any teeth that can do yes. what they've done two years in a row, you've got to respect that. Yeah, um, I know that about that. Shakespeare said sort of created the animosity. <laughs> um, you know, he was a character. Of, I feel sorry for the people that have to manage him, but um, it's a whole new area for them. But um, they've got some great players. They've got that young Alex Tui from Canberra, the next star that he's doing great for them. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think we can uh, we can do it. The boys are feeling really positive. Go the Jackies! Well done, Jackies. Christine, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to thanks chatting to you as this season evolves. Christine Fittigan, the Absolutely. CEO of Thank the Jack Jumpers. Much. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We'll keep rolling here. The end of the show is now. We'll go to a break and come back shortly with Flash and Jeevesy.